0: All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live. Couch Coaches, we are back here another Tuesday edition of Couch Coach Live. Uh, we're here. Um, what's going on, Maui? What's
1: up, man? Another week,
0: yes, sir. Another week, just keep grinding. Another week, another right. week, man. Just same old, same old, just doing our right, thing, right. yeah, man. We got a great show lined up for you tonight. We got a special guest in the building. We got our guy Mike Howard from the uh, the creator of the sport of reporting. Part One series. He'll talk to us about his new project that'll be coming out in 13, on the twenty sixth of um, April. So we'll definitely um, chop it up with him. Also, we'll be talking about everybody's favorite drunk uncle, aka Shea Shea.
1: <laughs> and once
0: again, Kevin Durant is, is 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 another topic of discussion on our on our pod tonight. And also, we'll talk about A Rod um, and and uh, buying the Minnesota Timberwolves partner her up and then also we'll talk about um we'll be problem solvers tonight we'll talk about um you know in the wake of draymond green's uh comments we're gonna be problem solvers tonight we're not gonna point blame you know like uh, you know and we'll it kind of go into a little bit more heavy on at the bottom of the hour so man so stick around guys It's um couch coach live man we're gonna kick that intro real quick and we'll get this thing started you yeah. All right, so we are back here. So we are back and as we teased it right before the intro, we got our special guest in the building. We got our guy, uh, Mike Howard, uh, the creator of the Sport of Reporting Part 1. We got him in queue, so we'll bring him on right now. What's going going on, Mike?
2: Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited. No, Thank you.
0: No problem. Now you're you're on the other side. of <laughs> you you're, you're on the other side of the
2: field now. I know. You, now, yeah. you can put, now you can put me in the hot seat.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And uh, man, definitely. Um, shout out to you, man. Um, you got a great project coming up. Um, so th- th- tell everybody. Um, you know, part uh, part one of this of the uh, sport of reporting what could we expect
2: right so i produced and directed a, a three-part film called the sport reporting part one it's a three-part film and the main reason why i created this project was i'm a huge sports fan i watch fox i watch espn nba tv i watch cbs, CBS sports i watch uh, first take um religiously and as a sports fan We are so fortunate to see great sports journalists interviewing our favorite players, teams, coaches, GMs, but we hardly ever see them being interviewed, and we hardly see them being on the hot seat and really answering questions. We see them interviewing our favorite athletes, but we don't see them being interviewed. Um, So I host and produce my own local talk show called Mike Nice Talking to Talk in the state of Connecticut And back in 2016, I was fortunate to interview Molly Kerm, the moderator for First Take. And this is way before I thought about the sport of reporting. And then a year later, I got a chance to interview Stephen A. Smith. And then maybe four or five months later, I interviewed Chris Berman. And it was the interview I did with Chris Berman. After the interview, I was like, listen, I got Stephen, I got Molly, I got Chris Berman. Let's see how many more of these sports journalists, analysts I could get. So I sent out a mass email Um, To a lot of today's top sports journalists, hosts, reporters, some got back to me. Some emails are still pending. And uh, with the people who got back to me, I was fortunate to to make this film.
0: Absolutely. So um, I know actually, you know, know, looked at the uh, YouTube as well. And you've interviewed over um, 20 plus um, journalists. So um I know you, you you know you did mention um you know Stephen A, Molly, and yes. what other ones um for, for our listeners, um other yeah. um journalists have you um
2: you know interviewed? Yep. So I have interviewed Stephen A. Smith, I have interviewed Skip Billis, Molly Kerm, I have interviewed Chris Berman, the legendary Chris Berman, Chris Broussard, Rob Parker, uh Sarah Spain uh who else uh oh i'm getting i'm I'm freezing up um and i lisa Sauters, Carrie champion um uh, and then that's all i can remember right now that's a shame i should have a list but i interviewed 22 people and in part one only seven are going to be in part one so i entered a contest where people now are going on my youtube channel and if you can guess the seven correct people who you think is going to be in part one, you will win a $500 Visa gift card. And you can submit your answers as many times as you want. The deadline is April 26, 7 p.m. So for instance, you can enter Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, Molly, Chris Broussard, Carrie Champion, and two other people. And then you can resubmit another seven. You could... Um same mm. time. Long as you get the seven right, you have to get all seven right. So it's like a lottery, you know. So it's a right. raffle. So that's one thing to hopefully engage viewers, your listeners, um, to kind of like watch the film is to kind of enter in a contest and see how many uh seven people who you think that's gonna be in part one. So absolutely,
0: yeah. And one of the interviews and in, and in that I'm you know. Well, first, before we you know, dive into that, um, who are, like, as far as your influencers? Like, we you know when you were coming up, who was who were the ones that, um, when you look at, um, that influenced you in your, for your love of broadcasting and love of sports?
2: Yeah. So, I was, I grew up in a foster care home, and my first uh, talk show host I ever saw was Sally Jesse Raphael. She
1: was
2: <laughs> a older white lady with this orange bright hair and the stylish right. glasses, she was right. the number one talk show host I saw. And I remember I was right. in a foster care home. I was in the crib. And I kid you not, I pointed to the TV. and I was saying to myself, that's what I want to do. Like, it was something about her demeanor, her, you know, persuasion in front of the camera, how she talked to her audience. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So she was the first person. I mean, right now, if I say the best interviewer, in my opinion, the best interviewer of all the time, you got to go with the Queen of Oprah. Like, she's the best. When you think of interviewer, I mean, Oprah is the first person that comes to my mind, and it comes to a lot of people's mind. Um, So I always say I want to be one of the greatest interviewers slash producers, because I produce all my shows. And I have hosted and produced my show since my senior year in high school. So last March, I just had my 15-year anniversary. So I produced every single interview. Thank you. I produce every single interview and I and uh and then I execute by doing the interview. So Oprah is my number one idol. Like if I want to be on her level, um, hopefully. So that's what I'm striving to 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 be. Which is impossible, but it's fun, it's fun just to try. Right. It's gonna
0: happen. It's gonna happen. Trust me. It, right, it'll happen. happen. Right, you just need, you need a few little degrees. I think you're a few degrees away as far as separation from Oprah. You you're about halfway there. <laughs>
2: Uh, right, yeah,
0: because yeah. yep. yeah. you know, you got a Stephen A angle, maybe he can you know talk to Gail. I mean, I'll tell you,
2: like, you we well, well, say well, like, this,
0: but you are a few degrees away from over now. Right, no, no, right. I, didn't, I didn't
2: want to say this, but since you <laughs> that, um, part, part three, not gonna lie, part three uh, for your listeners is called The Sport of Reporting Legends Only. That's the title for part three, which is coming out in wow. a couple of years. I have Oprah in that already. I think it's
1: genius, man. I think I think you know me. Um, growing up in like the late nine, early two thousands, you know, I wake up and watch um, uh, Jerry Springer, and then I would watch sports all day. You know, right. and that's when I was about eighteen and nineteen, and I think the generation changed around that time. So you're actually showing the The evolution of of sports by doing this this film, and I think it's genius, man. You definitely, I'm definitely, I'll subscribe today, and I'm definitely going to share. Uh, for me, my favorite um, interviewer was Arsenio Hall. Yeah. So for me, I would like to. I want to get a little, if I can, get to have it deeper. Where where you where were you born from, and what inspired you, and what made you want to even be um, do do interviews to produce and direct?
2: A- absolutely. So. Uh, like I said, I was born. I was born in Providence, Rhode Island, and I was. Grew, mm-hmm. I grew up in four different kind of foster care homes, and um, I right. got separated from my biological family and and stuff like that. And uh, like I said, Sally Jesse Raphael was the first person who I saw. But when I was adopted, like I always wanted to be in the NBA. I just thought because my name was Michael <laughs> and I was black, I could be right. in the NBA. So my goal was to make it into NBA. But even then, I was like after i retire from the nba i'm gonna have my own talk show so i always had that in the back of my mind and then in middle school i learned how to use the edit software and i was one of the morning announcements and that really became the passion i was like oh i'm good at this like i love to be in front of the cameras i love to you know do segment stories and then my senior in high school i was like listen it was a sports school i was known for football and I was like an average student and I was like, I want to graduate being on top. I want people to know me for this, not from football, not from sports, like, cause I wasn't a big sports guy at the time. So I went down to my local citizen's television and I learned how to use the equipment. And I don't know, each state is different, but CTV, citizen's television, everything is free. The cameras, the studio, the equipment, everything is free and there's no time limit. Like there's people who have worked on it for months there's people who worked on it for years. Like it's all your own schedule. So my beginning of my senior year, my goal, my mentality was I have to have a talk show before I graduate. Like I need to have my first show before I graduate. So my first show was March 26, 2006, my very first show. And I had classmates on, I had my history teacher on and we talked about everything and anything. It wasn't organized, it was horrible. I remember I locked my suit in my mother's car and I had to wear like a hoodie and um, I had to wear these nasty yellow sweats because it was a live show. So I had to go on live. And um, from there, I just, I really have been fortunate and lucky and blossom and, and interview some of my local politicians, some my mayor, uh, to, I had Charlemagne God, he was on my show. I was the last person to interview Maya Angelou uh, two weeks before she died. So, you know my uh-huh. whole my whole mentality, to be honest, is I want to be the very best. And my whole mentality is I feel like I could interview anybody I put my mind to. Like if I uh-huh. put my mind to it, I will interview you. Like for sure. Some some take longer than others, but like I'm gonna interview you, whether it takes three months to a couple years to a few days. Like I will interview you. So that's my whole mentality for the past 15 years. Man, yeah, congratulations. absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, and it's funny that you brought up when we talk about influencers, you talk about Sally Jess, Raphael, surprisingly, one of my influencers you, you interviewed, and you actually alluded to earlier, um, Charlamagne the God. Um, cool. so how was that? Um, how was interviewing him?
2: Man, was that? That, that was, that was a great interview. Um, he was in New York and he did a book signing. So after the book signing, um, because I talked to his publicist for like a past year, And and just to give you, like, all your listeners this advice, like, in anything in life, you have to be persistent. Like, anything. If you want to be a great barber, if you want to be a great cook, if you want to be a great uh, interviewer, anything. So especially if you want to be a great interviewer, people like you and I, we're not household names. So if you really, really wanted somebody to be on your podcast, if you really want want to interview somebody, you have to be um, persistent. And my whole philosophy is, how many no's are you willing to go through just to get that one yes? Just how many no's? And then how many more no's are you willing to go through just to get another yes? Some people are just satisfied with one yes and call it quits. And then some people are like, all right, I got 100 no's. I got one yes. <sighs> Let's go for more no's. Let me get more no's so I can get that yes. So that's my mentality. So I emailed uh, Charlamagne, the God, published this over um, a year ago before I interviewed him. And, um, we got the the timer was right he was in brooklyn he did a book signing and he was like down to earth um low you know down to earth and we talked a lot about sports uh we talked about the whole Burman situation uh and it was just down, <laughs> it was, it was, it, was down, it was down to earth and um even the stephen ace um interview when you watch it you're gonna see kind of a different perspective of who he is opposed to what we see him on tv when we see him on tv we see him outspoken creative loud the interview I did totally different right totally so different, that's yeah. one of the reason why I did the project because you're gonna see a different side of all these sports journalists that we normally yeah. see so Charlotte you know, was, was, Charlo was a good interview to answer your question and we yeah. talked about yeah. various of things and and, and uh, like I said it took a it took over a year to get them um, I had to keep you know in the, um, emailing his publicist but it was you know it was worth it at the end of the day I rather interview, my whole thing is I rather interview somebody who's important than take a selfie. Like we everybody's society is right. up with selfies. Like if right. I had a chance to interview Obama or take a selfie with him, I'm gonna interview Obama. Like I'm not forget the selfie because number one, it's your show. So how many people can right. say, Oh, I interview Obama? More right. people can say I took a selfie with Obama than actually say I interview Obama. So um, that's my that's my whole mentality. Like I want to interview to get the picture, to get the selfie. I want to interview you because it's my well, show. Uh, right.
1: I want to have a conversation. <laughs> you
2: know Right, what I mean? like, I yeah, talk, right. I want right, to right. right. talk to you. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah, wait, I would, uh, hey, you know. hey. Why you? Why? Why I interview you, Someone in the back already take the picture of us talking. I don't want this. Right. 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 that picture when I'm interviewing you. Right, <laughs>
0: right, and I'm glad you brought that up because essentially, what that basically does—that's something that you can forever. That's going to be an indelible mark. The selfie might be gone, you know, as far as just technology how and whatever. Right. So, and it kind of leads my next point. Where, um, do you have any like favorite moments as far as you know during this development of this project?
2: Oh man, my favorite moments, to be honest, was each interview. People always tell me. Michael, what's your favorite interview? Is it, you know, Dr. Maya Angelou? Is it Charlemagne? Is it Stephen A. Smith? Is it Kerry? Is it Russell Simmons? Is it blah, blah, blah? And I always tell people my favorite interview is the next one. is the very next one. That's my favorite interview. And, um, you know, I was fortunate to get a lot of these sports icons that we see on TV. Um, so I think each interview was unique in its own way. And I always tell people, like, I, I first of all, this project has never been done. Like, right. like when I say never been done, I'm talking about right. a person like you, you or me, or someone out there who's watching to get a collective of right. these sports journalists sit down, do an interview, and then combine it and make it into a film. That this has never been done. So, and so that and that aspect is really unique, right? So. You know, I always say that like I have the Avengers of sports reporting in this project. And I consider myself, I always tell people, Well, who do you think I am? If I if I consider this the Avengers of sports reporting, and people say, Oh, you're Iron Man because you're the first, or you're Black Panther. Like, nope. I consider myself Thanos. And I consider oh. myself every interview is a stone because it was a hard to get. So mm-hmm.
1: and and like, you know. Since the pandemic, the 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 growth of podcasts and and have have jumped. And I'ma tell you, man, what I'm hearing and what you did, like and us subscribing, like a lot of these dudes that's gonna jump into it, they're necessarily going to they would see your film and get to see all these different even some people they might not even know of. You know what I mean? I I hope so, yeah. And each part one, and then they would like so they asked me, I would say, Hey man, go see Mike Howard's uh sports reporting and you would get to see different people and you get to see like what they say and what they did to get to a point. You know what I mean? I think it's great, man. Congratulations to you. Like seriously. No,
2: nah, nah, I appreciate it. I, I really do appreciate yeah. that. It means a lot. And, and seriously.
0: And the one I'm I'm very curious and I'm I'm hoping this is in in uh part one, mm-hmm. the um, Adam Zucker interview.
2: Okay. Because
0: it because it looked like we were diving into a lot of social issues that we are dealing with present day.
2: Yeah. So yeah part of
0: yeah. me, I, I'm not hung off. I'm you know as far as giving teasers, but I'm I'm very. That's one thing I'm looking forward to the, that Adam Zucker interview from at uh, well, Sports.
2: I will say this. I can't say if it's gonna be part one, but I will say this. Adam Zucker was probably the most chill one I interviewed out of all of them, even out of Stephen. Like Adam Zucker, he was really chilled, really down to earth. Um, it was my camera guy we came in and he was like originally he was like you have 20 minutes like in the email and then we got there he was like oh take as much time as you want so we spent doing like maybe a 35 maybe a 40 minute interview and like you said we like in one of the trailers you hear him talk about um, Colin Cabinet nailing down and what does that mean for sports like he I would say he was the most down to earth one um, so yeah Definitely. So that def- definitely you got to check those trailers out. I-, I can't say if he's gonna be part one, but <laughs> but you can you know you can enter the contest and put his name down. You never know. He may be a part one. So, look, I
0: tried. I, I tried. You know, because that was like, a good we, try. That was, that was right. good. We we, tr- we we tried over there. You know, we tried to you know <laughs> hook a little bit in and didn't get right. much out of that. But yeah. So um, what was like when you think about what was like the biggest lesson learned um, in this in- with these um, the interview process. Of these uh, journalists and just personnel that you've interviewed?
2: I don't know. I think the biggest lesson, and I hate to sound, like, redundant, but, like, the biggest lesson was just to be persistent because yeah. I have – there's 22 people who I've interviewed. There's people from ESPN, Fox Sports, CBS, NBA, TV. Um, but majority of the people are from ESPN. I'm not going to lie. I would probably say – maybe a good 70% are from ESPN. So it was a point where I would, you know, I would, I call ESPN. Like I don't have connections. Like when people mm. say, I oh, have connections. Like, no, I don't. I call ESPN. I look it up from the um, from Google, literally Google or, you know, um, ESPN, there's an ESPN in Connecticut and I'm from Connecticut. And um, I call and I say, hey, can you please, you know, connect me to so-and-so? So after maybe like, Seven months in the project, I would call ESPN, and they already knew who I was. And they oh. were like, they were like, they were like, "Who do you want to interview next?"
0: Mm. And like, oh, really?
2: And it was like, "Well, you're calling the interview, right, for your project?" I was like, yeah. So it got to a point where like they kind of knew me, and like some of them needed permission, I guess, from the network. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I, you know, I don't, I'm not snitching or anything, but I guess some of them. They didn't get permission, but they just like, hey, we like, we want to help you out. So they did the project without the permission. But the ones who wow. needed permission, they said, oh, yeah, we asked ask ESPN, we asked the producers, and they already know. They said, yeah, well, you could do it. You're fi- We could do the interview with you. You're fine. So wow. I mean, I was great to know, like, this, you know, being persistent. That was like, because at one point, you know, like I said, they there's like, Mike, who do you want to interview next? And I was like, really? And I was like, yeah. They was like, yeah, if they're they yeah. willing to do the interview with you, sure, interview them i was like okay so this what i learned was just being persistent and really just going going about it and like this is my dream and like you know you're i always say you're you're only naturally good if you naturally put it into work you know so you just have to put in that work and 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 i like being the underdog or maybe underdog is the wrong word but i like kind of not being the household name because when i contact whoever i want to contact to interview I give them my history. I let them know who I interview. I let them know how many years I've been doing this. I let them know that this is not a joke. This is what I do, right? Um, and then that itself, I think, would make me stand out from maybe somebody who else is a household name. Like I wanna be one of the greatest producers slash interview. And when it's all said and done, I wanna do it my way. And I wanna say, you know what? I didn't have any spon- sponsors. I did it old fashioned, called, connect, I emailed. I text. I did what I had to do to interview you. I, you know, so that's that's my mo. That's what motivates me right now. Like just seeing if I can keep on doing it, kind of as the underdog. Oh. Yeah,
0: yes, sir. That definitely you right. You right on the money about that. And like you said, to stay persistent and just keep grinding. Like I almost, I'm like get out the mud. Because that's what I—that's—that's that's what it really, what the really prevailing theme about that. Just get out the mm-hmm. mud and just do what you got to do. But yeah, definitely appreciate you for coming on, Mike. Man, I tell them, yeah. So tell them where they can find um this project.
2: Yep. So you could go on my YouTube. So my my project is gonna air live stream April twenty sixth, seven p.m. Eastern time on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is the Sport of Reporting Part One, the number one. So all one word, the sport of reporting. Part one. Um, I have my last trailer gonna drop next Monday, um, and it's gonna be live stream, and it's gonna be the final trailer. It's gonna reveal a lot more people in this one, and it's gonna kind of, kind of show you a storyline of what you can expect in part one. And uh, definitely to all your listeners and viewers, please subscribe. If you don't subscribe, that's fine, but long as you watch April twenty sixth, my goal, my dream. Uh, is to hopefully get 500 viewers for that night. If I could get 500 viewers for that live stream, I would be the happiest man in the world. Like, and people, and even to a lot of people, they're like, Oh, that's not a lot, but like for me, for a live stream, like, for like that would be happy. So, please, your listeners, your viewers, you can go on my YouTube channel, check out my trailers, enter to win the $500 gift card. And the one thing that you could also expect in this film, I'm a huge fan of michael jordan actually i told you in the beginning i was adopted and my name was actually cody oh, and then when i was adopted my mother said do you want to change your name i said yes and it's like who do you yeah. want to change your name to i said michael michael jordan but the uh, second favorite player in the in my opinion like on the same level as michael jordan is the late great kobe bryant and in the beginning of this, in the opening scene, I did a beautiful tribute to Kobe and his daughter and his family. Wow. So, for all the Kobe fans, for all the um, Brian fans out there, you can expect the opening scene. I did like a two-minute tra- uh, uh not trailer, a tribute. I did a message. I actually created a picture that's never done done before of his daughter and his and him walking into a phone booth and then coming out as superheroes. So it's a really, it's a a beautiful tribute. So you can expect in the opening scene, a tribute for Kobe, for the late great Kobe Bryant and his daughter. And like I said, go on my YouTube channel, the sport of Reporting part one, please subscribe, enter the contest, watch the trailers. And like I said, my last trailer drops next Monday, my final trailer. And then the following Monday is the big day.
0: Yes, indeed. Definitely looking forward to that. And um, yeah, we we'll definitely we'll, we'll you know we'll put the link up yeah. and like you said man we, we, you can get that five hundred because the you can get you can get that five hundred
2: I hope I really right. no I, it's hard it's harder than what people think Oh yeah I know you, but yeah. you going
0: you gonna get there we going I hope trust so. me
2: and I want to say to you guys yo keep doing what you're doing like keep doing your podcast like when you do oh, yeah. like you said in the beginning of the pandemic people are opening with the the podcast and which is great I love it. And then I always say this, and I tell this to my friends who also have podcasts in another five, six years when this whole pandemic is over, if you're really into this, the ones right. who are really dedicated, you're gonna see them right. still have it and still right. uh, you know evolve. And then the people are mm-hmm. just doing it because they're bored, they're gonna shut down. So that's when you're gonna right. really see the real podcasts from like the not so real podcast. So I want to tell you both keep doing what you're doing. Don't change your podcast for anybody, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever method you guys have. Then you do. You don't say it right. oh. when people say, oh, well, someone else is funny. That's cool. That's their show. This is my show. Right. right. This is your podcast, right. So Do you don't change for anybody? Do you?
0: Yes, right. sir. Already? You, yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Yeah, man. Right. Yes, sir.
2: Appreciate Thank you, so Mike, and Thank definitely looking
0: forward to it, man. We can catch Proud you. Proud of you, man. Proud hey, of you, bro. Hey, April 26th, April 26th. April 26th. 13 more days, man. Check out the sport of Reporting part one. Yes. by my guy, Mike Howard, man. And hey, come on, come on back one of these days, man. We'll we'll, we'll chop it, chop it back up.
2: Yes, sir. Right. Thank you both. You guys be safe. Be safe. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Have
0: sir. A one. Bye-bye. All right.
1: Man, great, great. Yeah, great,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely shout out to, to our guy, Mike Howard. He was another guy. I mean, it's funny because and it's funny how because he hit me up about the project. And mm-hmm. I think something up, I think we I think something ended up happening. I couldn't reach I, it was something going on where I seen his message, but then I you know I I forgot about it. And then I hit him back up. And then we was like, you know, boom, like, you know, then, you know, I was like, man, I definitely need the, um, you know, definitely, uh, lean back up with it, but definitely huge shout out to Mike Howard, man. That's stuff going to be a good, good, uh, you know, yeah, short film, man. Definitely appreciate that. And, you know, dropping, dropping jewels for us tonight. Right. Definitely appreciate the, our guy. So, yeah, right. man.
1: Right. So, yeah, man. So moving you know, on along. Right. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations to him. But then you know he ended with the Michael Jordan thing. I said, "Oh, no wonder you got him on the show. I knew it. I knew it. It was always a catch." And you I know what's funny?
0: I, I never mm-hmm. knew that story. That's the funny. That's the funny thing about it. I never even knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was that was rather interesting as well. So yeah, that's another right. great, um, you know, great story. And man,
1: both of y'all got parallel though because you were yeah. saying. You wanted to play ball too, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he was saying, "Man, I wanted." And then y'all just found another way. Like, you know, that's that's the the cool thing about it is, even though you know you may not be able to play a sport, there's so many other things that you can get into to necessarily still show your love for the sport. You know, everybody got a job anyway, right? And that's
0: the that's the beauty thing about it, where you know, you know, yeah. My playing days, if I was playing, would be long gone at this point. Well, even though I, I'm LeBron age, but still, I would be going the stronger than LeBron at this point. You would you, would, yeah, I don't think I would have that. <laughs> but you know, who's to say? But you know, at 36, I mean, my career would be in this in its twilight.
1: But right.
0: <laughs> just a simple, First fact, ballad, like, all of favor, right? And and and, and the, the beauty thing about it is at this point, you know. I can be a skip and be almost 70 years old and can can make mm. you know five, six million dollars, you know, thirty-something million dollars now at this point. Right. And but, that's the beauty thing about
1: sports in itself where right. you know he I was year. watching his like he he had like some of his um well Michael anyway, some mm-hmm. of his like um commercials to promote the the film it was almost mm-hmm. like comedy skits so i i, I wanted to, i did i was thinking about asking him is he thinking about maybe writing some skits or maybe doing some documentary because his editing gang was on point you know what i mean yeah like i see some other stuff that he can get into he's very talented man and, and hearing that background mm-hmm. of you know being growing up or how he grew up and just followed his dreams man that's that's a great story that's very motivating. we kind of need that right now with everything that's been going on you know what I'm saying, negative, negative wise. Anyway, you know, that's great, being. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was definitely great, and like you said, and that's the beautiful thing about doing this. Where you know you can get your your, you know, this going. This you can have this forever. You know, right. as, long, as long as you have breath in your lungs and and right. a voice box, you can always yeah. pursue that dream. Versus you know and, the athletic yes. prowess.
1: And for the the whiz or the big brothers to say, oh. Oh, okay, you good. He said you good, man. Go ahead and talk to him. For ESPN to be like, yeah. oh man, go ahead and talk to him. He good. He good. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. That's crazy.
0: And that's another thing too. And he taught me a lot,
1: like as far as persistence,
0: cause it's a lot of situations <laughs> that I've I wouldn't say I need I've given up on, but I do I see you falling back on some leads. So mm-hmm. it was, was some great, uh, great positive reinforcement. And definitely, um, you know, some very great actionable, um, you know, information for, you know, for mm-hmm. everyone out there to pursue it. You know, like you said, you get no, yeah. just keep, get, just keep waiting till they say yes. I'd right. Say yeah. Once fair. I get
1: my yes, I'm going to keep going because I know it's a yeah. certain amount. I'm going to go ahead and get more no's, but I know it's a yes behind that. That's great.
0: Absolutely. And that definitely, and it's funny, and 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 the timing of that was perfect because that's when, right. yeah, I definitely need to get my nose turned to yeses, uh, expeditiously, which we'll we'll discuss that okay. <laughs> one, one of these days. So so before we get get, get <sighs> to going our uh, with our, <laughs> with our topics of the night. So, yeah. we definitely gotta give a huge shout out to our guys at Manscaped. Uh, check out uh, manscaped.com. Use our promo code OTBN where you get your free shipping and 20% off. Uh, go to uh, manscaped.com. Use our promo code OTBN, 20% off and free shipping. And let's get that quick way.
1: Big thing. Right.
0: Or big thing. So, so let's let's get it going. Let's talk about A Rod. Let's talk a little so yeah, A-Rod. A-Rod and uh Mark Lore um have partnered up. He is the former Walmart e actually um I think it's the e-commerce walmart Walmart e-commerce CEO. He's former. Um they have agreed, they have teamed up and agreed to purchase the Minnesota Timberwolves for mm-hmm. a bargain $1.5 billion. <laughs> mm. At this one is a bargain, a bargain deal to get an NBA franchise for a, a very, you know, budget friendly $1.5 billion, man. So, um, your thoughts on a Rod buying the wolves.
1: Um, I want to say congrats, congrats to him. I know, I think he was trying to get the Mets and that didn't work out. um, you know, I have wrote some stuff down, but to be honest with you, like he seemed like he. I was going through his um YouTube um channel and I was like, oh man, he seemed like he understands promotion, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he got a reality show basically on his YouTube channel. So it, and then I watched an interview he did on First Take about how the MLB and um uh and the players wasn't getting along, and he was saying how he wished. That you know, Major League would clone like the NBA, and so for me, making this move, because I think one of his things is he do want to own a probably a, a Major League baseball team. This would be the first way, you know what I mean, to get his foot in it, you know. And um, so congratulations to him, man. I think um, it should bring some excitement to uh, it's a two-year process before they can really get their foot in. So he seemed like he's a good businessman. And he's respectable. He didn't come in and try to just take over, and um. You know, I seen some stuff about maybe they saying the Timberwolves may be leaving or going to Vegas or Seattle. Also seen some things about the expansion. But, you know, hey man, you might J Lo might be around bring some excitement to the Timberwolves. You know what I'm saying? Um hopefully, you know, hopefully uh get some more basketball minds in there. Um and they can, you know, get some wins in. But I, I think it should be exciting. It's almost like because we were just a few months ago, we were talking about a coach being hired, and it should have been another coach, right? So or, maybe...
0: Yeah, where yeah. they... well, Because when right. it happened, yeah, it was more so because <laughs> they hired... They hired an assistant coach from another team in the middle right. of the season, which...
1: And a, and a, and a, right, yeah. and a lot of players said the assistant coach that was already on the team should have been the head coach. Yeah. So... I'm just saying what I see it looks like to me getting get rid of the old, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And bringing in the new. And I hope that's what they're going to do and bring some excitement to the team and the yeah. organization and the community.
0: Yeah. You know? The only thing I and, and that's a kind of poo poo on a <laughs> rock. Great. You know, I'm happy for him. I was really hoping for Kevin Garnett to get it. I was really and hoping was for him so. and the yeah. partnership yeah. was going to get it because yeah. I think he's the right person. He's really the face of their franchise, and I'm hoping right. uh, with this, you know, with a Rod buying his team, that Kevin Garnett will be still be welcomed. You know, he'll he'll welcome. You know, as far as retiring mm-hmm. jersey, at least. Right, right. I don't think I don't think Glenn Taylor's is going uh, to the, the current owner is going to actually uh, retire his jersey. Uh, give him any type of pleasantries at this point. Um,
1: I, I, I wouldn't put it past. i seen well, one of the things that I saw when they were finalizing the deal. Uh, Jalen Rose was on there and he was like, oh, really? He was like, he kind of threw it out there on air. Like, man, I would love to be a part of that. So maybe, you know, you know, paperwork, maybe uh, Kevin Garnett. Which would be me? I would do that anyway because you're getting rid of this guy and his legacy. What, he's been there 15 years. How many years he's been with the team? Who? Um, um Taylor.
0: Um, oh, he's been there. He's he's the original owner, so he's been there for the since '94. Owner? Since
1: right, so okay, yeah, since '94. So, will you see well, that? Yeah, that if, I'm yeah. A-Rod, yeah, if I'm a rod, I'm gonna go get Kevin. K- and after two years, you damn right, I'm going to get Kevin Garnett. Like, you still got to be he, He's a player, you know that. Like, you can't just go play for the Yankees and you from this and you don't, you don't trans trans have a transformation to becoming a Yankee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you go want that type of respect. So, you're coming from. Base Major League Baseball, and you're coming to basketball. So okay, the Timberwolves. I'm going to think, Kevin, you would definitely want to bring him in in some type of way. I just that's just smart to me. So you can get some type yeah. of respect.
0: And at least just retire that man in jersey. Like it's to a point where this man, I I, I, didn't, I never thought in a million years this man gonna be inducted in the Basketball Hall of Fame. boys' jersey gets retired in the Raptors, which just not make any sense whatsoever. And you know, and, and it's just that does not make sense to me. That just that baffles me.
1: It don't make sense to me, but that's probably why they're losing because of those decisions. That's yeah. why he had to go. That's why he had to go because of those decisions. Like you know, the fans is like, "Man, this dude." And I don't even think Kevin Garnett probably even wanted to leave. You know what I'm saying? He probably was forced to leave.
0: Yeah, then yeah, it it, it got a little ugly, and then even I, and that I, and it was funny because you know he came <laughs> back what in 2015 or 16, his final year or whatever. He mm-hmm. came back, and then I figured, you know. All was well, and then all of a sudden, everything just went went bad, and the organization, you know, it just. I don't know. I bet you, A Rod.
1: I bet you, A Rod. Bring him back. Bring him and make him part of that franchise. Because A Rod, from what I see, he is. I don't hear see too many people saying negative things about him. Like, oh, I don't mess with him. He a dirty dude. It seemed like he's a well liked person with yeah. other players and different. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah,
0: the only no. person don't like him is Jose Caseco.
1: That's it. Well, who does Jose Jose Caseco like? <laughs>
0: that's that's the only one that <laughs> that that hates Aaron <laughs> at this point that that we can know, I, you know, f- with a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> <Jose
1: Caseco>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But <laughs> I'm, I mean, man, like he was. And like I, what I don't think I remember about A Rod is I was watching some stuff and everybody kept talking about some negative stuff. But what I remember about him is that he re, he didn't have an agent and he even negotiated his contract. It was the first time I ever heard that where he rene- and uh, at where he was at too, the player that he was, he negotiated his contract with no agent, and it ended up being he ended up getting more money and it was longer. And all he needed was his lawyer to basically sign the paperwork. You know what I mean? It was like the first time I had ever heard something like that. So I don't think he's a, he seemed like he's a real smart, he's not a dumb person. You know what I mean? It seemed like he's really intelligent when it comes to business and things of that nature. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, and he does a great, that's a, yeah, that's the thing about it. People just have haters regardless. Yeah, they, but like, yeah, and like people keep on saying he sucks on, on major league, um, you know, doing, you know, Sunday night baseball. I'm like, no, he's actually pretty good at it. Like he, they just don't like him. He's yeah, I mean obviously. Yeah. I mean <laughs> obviously yeah. the, you know, with the whole his whole past and then all yeah. that kind of don't help. And I know everybody in Texas hate him, obviously, because they feel right. as though he 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 what he ran away. He and I ran away, but you know, as far as that, you know, how people are. But yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean you always gonna have haters and people say, oh, he sucked this, he's that, he's that. But, right. hey, but shout out to A-Rod. Got those Minnesota Timberwolves, and I don't right. know. I mean, it would be interesting if they do move. And, uh, I mean, because the way things are going in that state, I mean,
1: yeah,
0: city might burn down. It may not be Minneapolis in twenty 2020, twenty in 2023. <laughs> right. The way things going at this point, but I digress. Right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> the CNN. CCL <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> we, we're, here to, we're here to enjoy ourselves. <laughs> right. You know, be a, a respite for the uh, the drama that is in this world. So we said we be we are a respite for the drama. I mean in you know, as far as a release from drama, but here comes <laughs> another song of the <to> drama. And <laughs> so it, what I what I find funny is just last week we talked about a Twitter beef between Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport. Now we have a, a beef and this is Kevin Durant versus Shannon Sharp. So, and this is where, and, and this is, and I wish I would have told, I would have, I wish I would have introduced the topic with Mike, where this, when we talk about like journalism, this is like journalism do not, this is a, Do not when it comes to journalism. So, for some odd reason, on um, undisputed yesterday, I don't know how how they discovered this, but they discovered a a meme per se where Kevin, where this is it was paraphrased, and they said Mm -hmm. people try to discredit my rings, but honestly, I feel like they're the most valuable in our era. The quote read, "Please, um, people argue LeBron is a goat." But if I beat him back in, in back-to-back finals, then what does that make me? Now, mind you, this is from a Nets fan account. This isn't this. This quote isn't verified. So this is from a. Mm-hmm. So it's fake. Mm-hmm. It's fake. So obviously, mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp ran with it <laughs> on first take. Mm-hmm. And, and went off on Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, we all know Kevin Durant wants to smoke. He gave him the smoke. This and third they Anybody? went to an exchange, and then Shannon shot blocked. Him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so y- y- your thoughts on this, uh, once again, Kevin Durant <laughs> in another embroiled in, in another uh Twitter beef. <laughs>
1: First off, Shannon Sharp know better, and you know if he don't, well he got it, so he made a mistake. Yep. My thing with KD, he just paid fifty thousand dollars, and he did exactly almost the same damn thing Michael Rapaport did to him, and I'm sitting here like, yo, this dude is so corny, bro. Like he won't stop. Like he do, it don't make no sense. Okay, you got him. Like I'm actually happy Shannon blocked him because I'm like, yo, if he. Do you know that, okay, if KD would have gotten in touch with Shannon Sharp and say, man, that quote ain't right, you know what I'm saying, and I'm coming at you like this so you can fix that tomorrow, you know what I mean? Wait, yeah. Where's the – like? So you know how much – how much a better feeling would have been to seeing Shannon Sharp the next day have to admit that he messed up? You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Look, look, that's, that's, that's why he don't like Antonio Brown. Cause Antonio Brown went in his face and talked to him and said, I wear this number because, you know, you, my favorite player, or blah, blah, blah. But he said, you know, but I, you know, and Shannon said something, he said something like, well, to be honest with you, I still, even though I wear it because of you, I still think this person was better. He was better at wearing number 84, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a certain amount of respect that you got to have. I understand you, he just, he just different. I, I, I try not to be that older guy that don't, you know what I'm saying? I try to be the bridge and understand. I know when people play on social media, everything's a damn joke. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I still, they need each other. Let me like, And people got to understand this. And when, like we were just talking to Michael, like the interviewer sometimes is very important. So sometimes you do kind of want to establish a relationship with them. So when something get a certain way that you could just be like, hey, man, this ain't true. I didn't say that. You know what I mean? So you could text someone, blah, blah, blah. You don't always have to go that route. You know what I mean? Plus, Shannon Big, I I ain't trying to piss Shannon off.
0: (laughs) But I mean, I'm almost (laughs) to a point where I'm like, god damn it, Kevin. (laughs) Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I really, I'm serious. I have to defend Kevin Durant. I'm sorry, but and the thing about <laughs> this, this so the funny. thing is this though, Shannon, you gotta. You, this is yeah, like, this, and that's like what even with us, when you talk yeah. into these mics, you, yeah. especially when you have a meme like that, you gotta make sure yeah. that's right. Because when you, even when you hear that, hear that. I, that doesn't even sound like something that Kevin Durant would even say. So to right. me, I would, you know, yeah. I would really, because we, because Kevin Durant, you in know, a, in, a, in, in, that's what makes in a, in a weird way, he's really humble to a point mm-hmm. where I don't think he, like, the, that's the, it's a gift and a curse where I think Kevin just realized he thinks that he's just a normal, he's a normal person, he, like he's an average person like you and I, or it's just a normal person. But he doesn't understand like how powerful he is. Not powerful, but more so of his impact. Because in the same token, I do understand why he got came back at him. Because that even sound like something I would say. It's almost like you're attacking right. my character. So I right. have to come at you because you telling people and you have, you know, you know, millions of people that listen to your show on a weekly basis, and now right. they're they gonna look at me as if like I'm trying to disrespect. You know LeBron James, which that's not my, that's not even me. Like if you know if you know, and I don't know Kevin Durant from a can of paint, but but in the most in but in the same token, that don't even sound like something he would say. He's never had that type of that type of attitude towards his peers per se, mm-hmm. and even when he talks amongst like you know when we talk about like um like the boardroom or like all the smoke in it amongst his peer group as far as fellow NBA players and what have you. He don't even talk mm-hmm. from what we see. He don't even talk like that. So, to, so right. Shannon, not to kind of verify it or even to a point where you got it from a fan's account, which I'm like Un- unless the Brooklyn Nets or Kevin Durant posted that, I wouldn't even touch it. Because even with that and, it's, mm-hmm. and the crazy thing about it is and that's where it, when we look at, that's what I call, you know, lazy journalism one-on-one, where essentially I can go on my phone and look up that quote in five, ten seconds and, and can, can know that that's fake. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this, and, and Kevin Durant, to his credit, I mean, I don't blame him. Cause at the end of the day, guess, yeah, who, I, him. guess who Guess who? Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because
0: he didn't, because he right. didn't want. Because what ended up happening was when when somebody clapped back at him, right? He now he don't want to smoke, and he talked about some. Oh, he just need to focus on basketball. Well, he kind of was until you right. let it, these right. fake, these fake,
1: you know, right. these right. fake. Smoke. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Right. I'm with you. Yeah, and Katie That's wasn't right. wrong. But I, I still feel yeah, I that he shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it, yeah, I
0: get it. I get it, just, it too. I get it too. Yeah. But but that's the thing where I, you know, you you, like we said, we dealing with a, and, a different cat, and, and, right? Right. And, and, and then you know, especially
1: yeah. especially since you just got into it and got fined fifty grand, right? Right. Last year, and you got a lot of heat. It's like you see what I'm saying. Like even yeah. to, not even just that. It's not even just that. Let's just talk about the nets in general. And how it's always something like, like really, I'm like, oh my, they worse than the Clippers is was last year. It's just, it's always, it's just had they just constantly keep getting this, almost like this negative thing that's that's keep constantly keep going to them. Like it's like, I'm like, what the hell is going on from the from the coaching, from getting hardened from 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 the the players that they're getting from from, uh, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie having. Issues, See, but every which way you know what I mean,
0: and that's another thing where you look at from that standpoint of we're going through all this stuff, you know, you know, this whole thing of you know, Carrie Irving being you know, being tossed out right. of the game for the first time in his career over right. some craziness, right? And then this comes up, of course, and this, and that's the thing where you, you can't, like, Shannon, right. You, you just, got, you, you just got
1: you. I hope he. felt Shannon fixed it. I, he blocked him, and I. I think Shannon. You know, some people say, "Well, he too sensitive." No, nah, I think he. He. I think he did the mature thing. I'm to block you for you make for, for I'm not gonna go back and forth with you because it'll get worse. Yeah. Or and Shane, I think it'll get worse for KD. I think it'll got worse for KD.
0: Or what should have happened was Shannon should have reached out to him and said, "Hey, right. man, look, I ran with this. I, you know." Blame it on a producer, blame it on a PA, somebody, and just say, he "Hey, my man, hat. my bad. Charge into the game, you know, my bad." bad. I think he
1: should do that anyway. But, right. he but should I, do that but, anyway.
0: But him, and, and that's the thing where, when we look at these type of situations, we always want, in a sense, Kevin Durant to be the bigger man in the situation. I want but both of them.
1: I do. I want yeah, both yeah. Of
0: them. yeah. Right. But but the thing about it is Kevin Durant. Is, is the victim in this. I mean, I know that sounds no, 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 crazy, Yeah, he, but, he, he, I mean, he, is but, he as, is. but as an OG, as you unk, you you said something, you, you, you know, you said something false about nephew. Guess what? You as unk yeah. need to say, hey, man, can, hey, um, um, hey right. let me get your phone number. Let me call Whoa. you. My bad, right. this that, and the third.
1: Right. And, and he we, somewhat said that toward the end. But I'm going to tell you, I think when when it was first happening, I don't even think Shannon knew that something was wrong at first because once they was going back and forth, it went to, come on, y'all. This is the same Kevin Durant that had said he had a burner account after he said blah, 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 blah. And then once I think it got to a point, he said, hold up. Man, I might need to check in on this. Right. You know what I mean? Because I don't think he realized that he did get misquoted at first. That he did use a fake quote,
0: and and that's the and that's the problem is him. You know, and he used that. That should be Shannon. Should be the first one to initiate. Hey, man, my bad. Charge to the yeah. game and the third. He should do
1: that soon too. That should did be that. that right. Yeah yeah, of, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Instead of having this right. back and forth, even to a point where he's talking about get your un- drunk uncle. Kevin Durant said, and mm-hmm.
1: that's
0: where the. And you know the OG, and that's the thing too, where we had to kind of you, you know let the you know the OGs take care of this too, because it's it's on Shannon. So at the end of the day, he need to reach out. He ump, he everybody un. Guess what? Reach out. Reach out to that okay. man. Like, okay. Yeah, okay.
1: So. Let me make sure it ain't yeah. another issue here. Well, he did play for Baltimore. Let me make sure <laughs> No, 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 it's just it's no, just, it's, right, it's, right, it's, just it's,
0: it's just respect. It, it ain't even I about I like Shannon. I do like Shannon. I, like Shannon. I like Shannon too.
1: But one thing we in the last few weeks, we, we were we, you know, it's showing you something about a little bit about Undisputed, because they had Michael Rapaport on there and they kind of let him be play the victim and they didn't really say anything, right? And now you're now this time they they basically used a fake quote. So they're gonna have to uh um they're gonna have to uh I hope that he when he blocked him I hope hopefully he since he 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 he, he kind of like everybody I remember everybody had a certain perception of Shannon and it seemed like since he's been his uncle Shea sharp, he's showing a different side to him. so I'm hoping once he blocked him that he made his way to get in touch with him to have a conversation right. because that's what he said um um Mike Rappaport should have done. you know what I mean? Right. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that's what he did, because that's what he really supposed to do, because you <laughs> you are really not a journalist. Let's just be honest with you. You're in that field. But I don't look at him like a Stephen A. Smith or a Skip. I don't look at him that way. I look at him as just a professional um, athlete. That's there. That's that's kind of like, you know, I don't look at him like a, and, but I know he's supposed to be. But I don't look at him as that. You know what I mean? And
0: that makes it even worse because that's his peer. When you think about right. it, that's a here's his peer. So right. as, as a player that probably has been misunderstood or misquoted, right. that should be the first thing to your mind to say, hey man, I've effed up. Let me call right. and let, let me the, call nephew and, and, and iron it out.
1: Right. It ain't the first time because that Stephen A did the same thing about Kevin Durant saying supposed to people are saying that he wanted to go play for the Lakers. So Kevin Durant said something to Stephen A. Stephen A getting his ramp, talk about, you know, if you want to get street, you know what I'm saying? You know, I got people, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, Michael Howard said that's not really him, so I'm happy, (laughs) you know, but anyway. uh, But then, once he, they had a conversation. They've had interviews even after that. They had a conversation, and he realized that, you know, you got to get it from me, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't just Mm -hmm. get it from anybody else, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, me personally, I am hoping I'm hoping that that Shannon make that right, and I'm hoping tomorrow that this dude do not go on undisputed and start talking crazy.
0: Oh, so too. I, I wish KD be on there.
1: He, he should. I mean, so you know crazy. what's funny? He deserved it because they they yeah. they put Michael Rappaport on there, so KD deserved to be on there with. With a firm um, apology from him. You know what I mean? Right. And they like, you know, he ain't gonna never, I know they're gonna never let Skip, you know what I'm saying? LeBron come on here yeah. and let Skip apologize to him. That'll never happen. But yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind Katie being on there. You know what I'm but saying?
0: But yeah, but we know Skip's job. And yeah. he, and we want Shannon to be the anti Skip where, hey, he, we want him to be authentic. We want right. him to be real. He, we want him to be unk. And right. we know Unk ain't gonna right. ain't no, no Fugazi stuff. We want Unk. Right. To be
1: Unk. Unk. We is want Unk. to be Unk. So you gotta take it on the chin. You know what right. I'm saying? Everybody every you know, every match and every boxing match. Hey, you ain't gonna always, you're gonna get caught a few times, right. you know. Right. And you getting caught. Like I was on when I was on YouTube looking up this stuff, they are clowning him. Yeah. They pick they old pictures and all, they are clowning him. So like, how do you stop that? You have to show that you have a character, that you stand out, you know what I mean.
0: Exactly. And that's why I say OGs are the first, I suppose, that I'm um, had the conversation before the run tail then. I agree. That's what I said. Yeah. I said he should have been the first one to initiate it. Because, like you said, right. he, that man 50-something years old talking to a 30-something year old, 32-year-old right. dude. Like
1: I don't <laughs> think he knew. I don't think he knew that it was fake. So I'm saying I don't I, think he Yeah, I know.
0: But that's the thing. <laughs> you have kind of... You kind of and and that's why I'm that's that's where the really issue lies. Where, right, right, man, you yo, you can't run with that type of stuff. And that's why I like I'm and and I know we kind of shifting not shifting gears, but we'll we'll we we'll kind of stay off top. We'll veer off for like a brief second, just like what people was doing Thursday night with DMX right before he passed on Friday morning. Right. Everybody right. was putting stuff out Thursday night. Right. No, until you get verified sources, and that's not like we mm-hmm. what we, we do like in Twitter and all the type of stuff. Until until there's information from like Adam Schefter, Woj, NBA, all these type, all these, these blue checks when they have information, that's when mm-hmm. I post. That's what I'm telling you. That's why because you you. Anybody that can create a new story, especially in 2021. You—that's mm-hmm. the thing where you really have to. And with him, he—that's just—is it's irresponsible, and that's when mm-hmm. you have to do your due diligence. And he just didn't, and he got to own that. And like just like everybody, that's why. Like when you when people post these stories, you got to get stuff from a very vari- variable source. A, a, you know, a like we like we normally used to do. Right. <laughs> you know, before you know this this uh, mass of information that we right. we fed on a daily basis, you know, you you got to get you know until these major news and, outlets and reported, then you said it, or it's I, on my the
1: next page. This 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 right here is really small change, and I think that he could fix this. this is an easy fix, and yep. it could be it could be different if if KD was married. And he say, man, you know, somebody say Katie or Shannon said, oh, I seen him out with blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Or anything like that that really can mess his character up. You know what I mean? Right, this is right. an easy fix. This is an easy right. fix. Right. So I hope he, I right. hope, you know, he got an opportunity, man, to really. um. And you know what's funny? Me personally, with this, this character he playing, like, you know, this unk character. I wouldn't be shocked if he would. I'd be I would be shocked if he don't. You know what I mean? The yeah. way he really carrying himself, I'd be shocked if he don't if he don't holler at him and put the camera in his face and apologize or something like that. You know what I mean? Or yeah. right now, unblock even and say, you know what, man, my bad. It ain't even gotta go that route. Just go ahead and tweet it out, man. That's my bad. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna do better and blah blah blah. Like it shouldn't yeah. be, it should it should be it, it should be like that though. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, right, don't, right.
1: You know what I mean, but you know right. everybody like to be trending. Everybody and love to be trending.
0: Just like like we like we talked about, yeah. With the parallel with that, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. So I found a topic for the night. So, <laughs> so Draymond Green. Um, it's been a back and forth. Um, him and uh, Megan Rapino, the uh, U.S. soccer mm-hmm. star. They've been going back and forth, and Draymond Green. I mean, I know some people say they hate the delivery of him because basically what he basically in a nutshell, he said, hey, you know, you have to find ways to, to generate money and for your sponsors to any more money, more so than the, the plea of, quote unquote, like equal pay or what have you of that situation. And people, I know people say there's a, you know, as far as there's a uh, per se that, you know, the delivery was a little harsh. It just wasn't in jest. But we get Draymond's heart and we understand what he said. But instead of saying, oh, he's wrong, he's right, I'm just going to take his words. And he said, you know, as, as far as, well, what, you know, you know, as far as having actionable items to help solve their problems. So tonight, we're, we're trying to solve a problem tonight. We're gonna try to fix the WNBA. So, and we kind of talked about this a little bit in the pandemic, but I don't think we we kind of like went over it um, a little bit, but not like how you know you know as far as doing it due diligence. And I think it, it's appropriate time and definitely uh, with the uh, with the schedule release the WNBA was today, and then also the draft is on Thursday. So I think this is actually the perfect time to kind of um, our thoughts on how to fix WNBA. So, um, your thoughts on uh, what can the WNBA do to make that bread?
1: So, I asked a few people. Um, my dad actually did text me back, but uh, the typo, it left the W off. So, he was talking about the NBA. So, we just going to delete what he said. <laughs> but I got to. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's Katie's watching, so I'm going to do Katie's first. He said, um, more, in, more former NBA support. Incorporate more um, popular music performances, um, commercials for relevant um, for relevant product and services. Um, Tori said uh, that. um, What is the WNBA? He was just like, you know, so he said for him, like what makes it special? You know what I mean? And I thought that was really interesting. He said, and so we broke that down, like cinematography. Um, something Dre Margarine did talk about, they they definitely need to be telling these young ladies stories more. Um, so I'm going to jump into mine. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know really, I, I hear the same names. I really don't know too many uh, NBA player stars. I didn't know that the draft is coming up. And that's to me, that's all a problem. So definitely they should be promoting on some of these major networks about the draft coming up, um, you know, if I knew I may be more interesting, but I don't know a lot when they, I don't even know when the season starts. I don't know when they play. It's just a lot of little things. And I, you know, I I, I put myself to not be the ultimate fan like yourself. I try to be the consumer um, that, you know, even though I like this, I got to see that because they're doing something special, you know, and I I understand the WNBA, If you love core, unselfish basketball, that is the best place to watch it. That physical, the whole nine, you know what I mean? If you really, really love five players type of basketball, not isolation that much. Um, So for me, I feel like, you know, when I watch it, I feel like I'm still watching college. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know what answer to make to make it when you look at the next level What's the difference? And there should be a difference there because from a male standpoint, there's a difference between college basketball style and the NBA style. So I said that I would like to see a little probably a little more um, reality shows to get to know the players more. Um, I definitely think they um, they should uh, market towards young ladies from um, four from like fourth grade to, to tenth grade. And like this this um uh you know this Christmas, you know, the number one shoe was white Air Force Ones. Right? Like mm. like see literally, like white, and I was thinking why wouldn't you market that a WNBA style or have like you remember back in the 70s? What was the mm-hmm. shoe for the NBA? What was the shoe Converse. for the NBA? Converse. 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 So what do so if you what did you want? I wanted to, they wanted, because I believe that the NBA wanted the because everybody was wearing Converse. So, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The NBA was like, we trying to show y'all we're like you. So, eventually, MJ comes, and what did you say? I want to be like him. So, everybody rocked Jordans, right? And then that's when everybody's really started getting those shoe deals. So, I think they should do that. I, re- I really think, and then their YouTube, they need to have, you know, more YouTube shows, maybe get with some more influencers. Um, because my daughter, you know, like somebody was saying, guest star on on um, on shows and things of that nature, and I was like, well, I hate to tell people it's not this young generation don't watch TV like that. They watch their phones, like they watch YouTube and we'll watch a a, a a like a somebody like a Michael Howard, you know what I'm saying, and would just watch all his videos and then whatever videos is connected to these specific youtube channels you understand what i'm saying but that's my best, best bet because you know and <clears throat> i was thinking maybe when they shoot it get more into the into the into the game so we could feel like we're part of the game um and one more thing i guess um what did i say um i guess like, set up, like, um, making an era. Like, what era are we in in the WNBA? You know what I mean? Like, when we watch the NBA, you know, they play a more small ball, more big man to shoot threes. It's not as physical. Yeah. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have, I just don't know. Like, only, to me, it came, and then the other thing is, too, I was watching Mad Skills. It's the last thing, and Mad said, when he was in Philly, guy said, what do you do? Oh, the dude, and he said, man, I rap. He said, well, whatever you do, market he said whatever you do market yourself to make the music that you want the people that listen to your music this type of people you listen to be waiting for you in the lobby so if you're going to rap about drugs this this and that that's who's going to be waiting in your lobby you know what i mean if you're going to be rapping about um loving the ladies them the type of ladies that's going to be and and i feel like uh, the nba is big yes for us but a lot of women go there why do those women go there because they still selling some type of sex in some type of way. The, sh- the shorts in a certain way, tattoos, the hairdos, they really are. It ain't just about the game. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that they need to go that route too. I know it's a lot of um, lesbian girls there, but I, at the same time, they got to the sell, because you know, what we was talking about today, we've rung up a league of their own mm-hmm. and we really started dissecting that movie. Because it's almost like the same story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how can we make this marketing? So the recruiter was actually looking for girls that could play the game, but they also had to be somewhat attractive. That's Just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Just being honest. You know what yeah. I mean? It's all part of it. But – and I think that's about it, man. Like, you know, whatever – you know, you, you just have to figure out a way to, okay, like the All-Star game this year, we know to watch it because there's a draft before that. And Then we're watching it because it's interesting to see these certain people play. So I don't know, I know you got something up your sleeve.
0: Well, uh, it's, it's not really much. Um, I actually like what they're doing now, and I'm I'm glad that they're pushing like merch, like these 25th uh-huh. anniversary jerseys are, are, are sweet. Uh-huh. Like, I mm-hmm. almost to a point where I don't, you know, getting a jersey, I doubt it just by physique. I don't have a jersey mm-hmm. body anymore, <laughs> but yeah. I'll definitely cop some WNBA shorts, some you know, some Phoenix Mercury shorts here and there. Mm-hmm. They fire, um, the, mm-hmm. um, and then I think the marketing too needs to be stepped up. And it's weird, like how, and another thing too is I, we talked about marketing because they, like you said, as far as they have to have. A face of the WNBA, a, a person that we can kind of identify with right in a sense. Like right. and which I don't why they don't do this. So it's a it's a girl. We we, we call her Paige Buckets. She's at UConn, she's a freshman. She's, right. she's Jalen Suggs um friend, you know, Jalen Sugg's from Gonzaga, about to be mm-hmm. a, about to be a top pick in the draft. He can go to the NBA at 19 years old. She got it, she got to wait since so she's 22 years old to go to WNBA. Ooh. So,
1: which Ooh, that's an great, issue.
0: It's great for Gino, Gino Oriyama, he's gonna have it for the next three more years. But, right. she could be great when you think about it, especially when you look at her, like because she's like the face of UConn as a freshman, which that that happens often at <laughs> UConn, you know, the embarrassing right. rich, riches. But just imagine if she would have been in this draft, and you know, so that you know, that could definitely help with that. And then I think what helped the WNBA from the beginning because we still gotta remember that this is a young lead. It's only this mm-hmm. twenty five years in. It mm-hmm. could be a whole lot worse. I mean, I put it this way: they're I, they're in a better shape probably. Well, no, I wouldn't say more than what the NBA was. The NBA was kind of more so in a slight decline, maybe like 30 years in, 40 years in, in, in the late 70s. But almost kind of in that same kind of realm where the NBA was like tanking in the in the mid, late 70s. But they're still in a good spot. They still got good talent um, across right. the board. And Because what really helped them in the onset was that 96 Olympic team. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I don't know if you're able to catch that lightning in the bottle again, because that's like a, that was a generational type of thing where that team just had a personality, they had styles, and it was cool, you know, when they had this league, you had different. Players going to certain places. And I remember like Lisa Leslie going to LA, Rebecca Lobo mm-hmm. going to New York, right. making this kind of coast to coast. Because we always right. was hoping the LA sparks and New York Liberty NBA Finals. I mean, WNBA finals that never happened, but we were always like all that. And then, you know, and shout out to Coach Penson, Coach Nick McCray Penson, mm-hmm. <laughs> Stalk Vegas when she also <laughs> part that 96, right.
2: part that
0: 96 um, Olympic team. I think That's she ended stupid. up going to the Mystics. So, like, all that type of stuff, and, like, uh, Tisha Pinachero, uh, ODU right. as well. Um, She went to Sacramento. I, like, mm-hmm. They had personalities, which I think if they can kind of recapture that, which I don't know if you can ever recapture that that moment, and it's kind of weird to say that because, I mean, maybe I was like 12 at the time. I don't think I, you know, so that's another thing too, kind of bringing up that kind of nostalgic type of memories back in those days. But, yeah. um, like I guess say the marketing and also, um, the media, like you said, another thing when you, when saying, as far as the, just the whole media coverage of it, where, um, you know, and like you said, if you're, like you said, like if not even saying if you had a best interest, but more so, it's, it's like something that you have to search for, you know what I mean? Like at right. first, like in the NBA, you you know certain days, certain deadlines, certain days. Like with the WNBA, I I knew of it because obviously I scoped the internet on Twitter all day, every day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this day and a third, and kind of just geek out on sports all day. So and, and you still even have even with all that, you still digging, unfortunately. Right. You still right versus where and that's where they have to you know there's have to be more coverage to it, which and I think the podcasting where I think I know a couple of people that are that are starting to do WNBA podcasts. So I mm. think on the podcasting in it, it's it's gonna happen, but more so are the media, the big companies, the ones who they're getting the money from, because and then they have to bulk up their you know, like 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 Draymond said you want to get the money from the from your sponsors but sponsors, you still want right. to but you still want to kind of over deliver in that same token where you say you know because he said well you should ask for more money but in the same token you have to give them something where they're willing to up the ante you have it's right. almost like you have to over deliver
1: that's over why he said step by you said. step right you, can't, you can't say give me more money right. without necessarily having a plan He said, that's what he, so, so it's so weird because a few years ago we were asking for money. Uh, I think I was working for the wine place. We was asking for a raise, something, something we knew some change was happening. So -hmm. the guy was like, this is the negotiation. Okay. So how do y'all want to get paid? You know what I mean? And that's a, well, mine, but just tell us how you want to get paid. You know what I mean? And and, And so I watched something where the young lady was like, you know, they were, Really, they felt some type of way that he even said something about it. So then they have to explain they self. And I didn't really like the energy that was kind of being carried out. You know, it was like four, for you know what I mean? And they kind of laughed that he made him feel like he was dumb. When truth be told, he's probably, even him speaking the way he's speaking, he gave it a lot of attention. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's right. He's right. Like, the bottom line is, first off, the draft is coming up. Why should we even care about the draft if you're saying the the number one player probably in college basketball doesn't even have a choice if she's going to go to the draft or not? thats That doesn't even make any sense. And you know, do you know if they wanted, if they, they probably hated that they had to wait a year before Zion came in? Do you know that? Because remember Zion, didn't he get hurt, right? That's the whole thing. Like right now, college, I understand college basketball is what it is, but the WNBA, we got look, to look at it like, you know, we might need to be looking at trying to get some of these girls to bring in here if they are already at a place of a level where they don't even need to go to college. If they talking about playing professional ball and they don't need to go to college, if they want to go to college, you go to college with your education. I get it. And maybe you want to play for the school. But you if you're already at that level, then you should go ahead and go to the WNBA. That's part yeah. of the issue. That's part of the issue too. Yeah. you know and, what I'm
0: saying. And that's another thing too. Where just imagine we had to wait for Zion to be 22 to be in the NBA. Like we had to wait what two more next year. Well, really, he if if he had to be tw- well, if he be 22, he be 22 next year. Which I mean, that's funny to think. Like, go, he'd have been he'd be, he'd been he'd been it'd be in the league for like three years at right. 22 years old. And just imagine if that would if, if that rule would have been implemented in the in the you know in the nba but um that too and then like you said a social media presence and i think right. there's more so just highlighting it and then also maybe more of a faster tempo game um i think that could definitely help as well um you know, just a faster pace like like you see now with the uh, nba just a fast-paced game and then it's just a, you know a lot of scoring it, it, it's, it's intriguing um, and a lot of people I know, I've even, it was hearing people saying, well, maybe change it, change like as far as not having it in the summer. But to me, regardless of what you do, this product going to sell itself because like we as NBA, think about it. The NBA was going on during the summer and right. did it deter it? No. Cause you were just going to watch it just for the hell of it. And right. like the big three, we watched it. Right. And it is what it is.
1: And that's
0: the thing where and I Big get three,
1: it. Yeah. Big three gave you something to make you say, okay, we see what they do and we made it special. You see what I'm saying? You know, like we don't really know. Like I know it's basketball. It has to be something else, but than just yeah. professional basketball it has to say, okay, yeah. what makes it special? So um, I got one for you. Okay. <sighs> one thing the NFL do, what do the NFL do? And they probably been doing for the last, what, 15, 20 years. When the preseason hit, isn't there a show that comes on ever on HBO that get us ready?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Hard Knocks.
1: So my thing is, why don't you do the same thing for the WNBA to get us ready to get to know these girls, this team, so we can see, you know what I'm saying, get excited Mm -hmm. about, okay, I'm going to watch these. I'm going to watch these, but I'm going to watch, you know what I mean? We don't right. know. There's nothing, bro. There's nothing. There's nothing, bro. Yeah. And is there even a WNBA show? Like a show that talks about the girls playing?
0: They might do like pre-game, uh, pre-game and post-game shows, but that's it.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a lot of... The, if you're not doing almost identical what everybody else is doing, like, it almost... You know what it, it was key, what it is to me? It's almost like they... they people are complaining because of the how how things are now but yeah. what, what i did watch today the young lady was like well to be honest with you if you paid attention our tournament was on point if you don't, if you didn't get a chance to watch the tournament you probably need to watch this then she was like i'm head of the uh i'm the vice president of such and such and we signed the way they did their um union or whatever she said everything is set up perfectly everybody is happy so I'm trying to figure we we do have some other things we need to do, but but right now we're all happy. Mental health, all these different things. And she was kind of shocked that, you know, what are you like? I don't even know why we're even talking about this right now. We we at a place where we're actually moving forward.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and like the tournament was good too. The NCW the women's tournament was, I mean, they were good games. Like I remember mm-hmm. uh, I think I might have caught me about five or six of them. And they were, all of them were good. That, from, you know, the right. ones i seen, National Championship um, delivered. Um, Notre Dame, not Notre Dame, uh, Arizona. And uh, UConn, that was a classic mm-hmm. game. Uh, Bella, mm-hmm. Michigan. Uh, matter of fact, was it Bella? Or... No, what, what was the one I think? Yeah, Bella and UConn. That was the one where mm-hmm. where the controversial call at the end. Right. Uh, yeah, I, that's a thing where I think, Two, they kind of need to adopt a lot of what's going on in college as well because college, they've done a good job as far as mar- not marketing but more so just the game uh, itself mm-hmm. where it's become, you know, women's college, college basketball is, is exciting, um you know, almost mirroring with the men's. You know, men's is just as exciting right. as women's where, I mean, you had classic um, games. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, games. Right. They've had so the thing is, it's just they, you know, and I think that WNBA can be on its way. It's just, it's just a few tweaks, and like to me, I think even at year twenty five, at, at year twenty five, it's it's hard to be around that long. So to me, you're doing something, you know, you know, you're doing something to still right. be around. So, I mean, I'm about to cop them shorts, though. I'm sure it's fire. I, I hope they have him in a men's cut though. I mean, I'm being dead serious though. I would hope. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, see, I'm actually saying something serious now. Now it's gonna be. Now you can get me like Draymond Green. Now I'm come across as being. <laughs> <I> will not laugh.
1: Hope <laughs> they got the men's cut
0: not know what I mean. You know you
1: know what I mean.
0: Because I, you know, I'm just saying. Like I'm, I'm, just saying. I'm hoping that they offer. You know what I mean. The, uh, the men's style. I put it this way. You know how, like, you know, we get shirts, and then they have, like, you know, obviously, like, women's shirts that contour their body versus mm. a man. Come on, bro. I mean, I'm just saying, man. I'm not trying to <laughs> no, laugh, man. Try
2: to. No, no, man <laughs> I'm
1: trying not to. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to laugh. To well, you know, man, to so, I know,
0: I know, I know. <laughs> you just know. I, I ain't just trying to be great. I ain't trying to be like Draymond Green I ain't trying to be public enemy number one he wasn't either, ball, though. Man. I, he know, wasn't I either,
1: man. know. You know what I'm saying? That saying, made me mad, too. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm sitting there watching, and I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, he didn't even mean it like that. He was just saying.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the like, thing. Right. But it, go, it goes to kind of, you know, making a, a, a serious thing, but it may be perceived in a different way. You know right. what I mean? It's almost kind of. I mean, it's funny that you kind of how we, how we, this exercise that we just did essentially mm-hmm. is how it could be perceived almost similar right. to Draymond Green as far as me requesting shorts in a, in a men cut. <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so okay, all seriousness, all serious. Yes. I went, I was, when I went to go see OU, I sat down. And because, you know, after the game, it's like it's not like they going into the back. They, they do interviews. They. Uh, first of all, majority of them was attractive, you know what I mean, except for the one that looked like Dolph Lundgren.
0: Mm.
1: But anyway, um,
0: if he dies. But the majority of
1: them, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> 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 but they all did interviews. And then um, the last thing was it was about 50 young ladies. That was waiting for these girls to do sign their autograph. You know what I mean. You could tell they might be like, um, you know, they were so excited, bro. You know what I'm saying. And this is an ODU, and you know ODU's um, girls basketball team is legendary. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of respect. So I'm telling you, like fifty of them, and I'm like because they market to these these young ladies in that area though. You know what I mean?
2: Yep.
1: And I'm just saying, my daughter's tall. She's thirteen. She's like what five five and. Like five, four, five, five, right now, maybe five, six, for real, for real. Yeah. And she getting, she and she was talking to one of the coaches when she was twelve, and she's towering over her, and the girl's like, "How old is you?" You know what I mean? Right. But right. I can't, and she knows she's tall, but you know, I could see she's a girl, so I just let her be free. But I know if some of these girls, some of these ladies, that is on um that's in this league if they were doing more with with these youtube influencers hell i just seen jake paul right he was just mm-hmm. at wrestlemania he was just at wrestlemania b you yeah. know what i'm saying this sunday so i'm just saying be with some of these youtube inf- that's what they there for i didn't know anything about lonzo ball or lamella ball until i watched oprah side
0: mm-hmm.
1: or zion until i watched oprah side and then i knew who zion was and then i knew who the ball brothers were You know what I'm saying? So that was Stu and and, and, a person who watched NBA highlights. You know what I'm saying? So I just – that's one of the main things they got to do. You know what I'm saying? That's like almost like free promotion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then I noticed that a lot of these influencers, they was letting them come to the game sitting in the front row. And just like Michael Howard said, he had a giveaway. These dudes was like, hey, I'm coming to your town. If you like, scare, whatever. You know, I'll take y'all to dinner and I will take y'all to the game. Like, you know what I mean? You got to use what's being given yep. to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Anyway. Pray for Lamelo, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, I just hope you don't be like PJ. That's all I gotta say. If you, uh, if it, if if that, if this comment went over your head, go on the internet.
1: <laughs> man, he' all right,
0: man. <clears throat> all right, Cali, man. I know, but I'm i just saying don't, don't be don't be like PJ Washington now. Don't don't be what he what he, what he doing. But I digress. I, I'm telling you I gotta be unk I gotta be unk sometimes. I mean I understand it is what it is, but unk gonna tell you how it is. Just don't be like just don't be like your boy PJ. That's all I gotta say. So let's put, a, so let's put a ball on this week's couch coach live. So
1: right, who right.
0: who getting this week's game ball?
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm giving um, this game ball to Akron-born Stephen Curry, passing Wilt Chamberlain. He needed 19 points and got an early um, first quarter. He got 20 21 points um, against the Nuggets, where he actually made 53 points um, that night in the win. Um he's the only player of four players since the merger that has had multiple 50 points. As, um and that list is Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, James Harden, and Stephen Curry. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, Steph Hughes, shout out to Wardell,
1: Lakers, Lakers, <laughs> <laughs> shout
0: out to Wardell, and hey, man, definitely in in that game also, uh, praise up to Jamal Murray, hopefully for yeah. uh, speed of recovery, um, our guy, yeah. um, game ball goes to Eddie George, the new head coach of Tennessee State University. Mm. Shout out to the 1995 been Trophy winner, um, who will be you know heading up. FCS and ACBU country are, you know, Tennessee State. Um, definitely, um, F, F, you know, definitely huge shout out to the ACBUs. This is a great sign that, you know, these ACBUs about to be on the map. I'm telling you, this is, a, this is the field of dreams, baby. They build them and they will come. You got mm-hmm. Dion in the fold. Uh, you got Eddie George in the fold and you are you had our guy uh, Reggie Barlow at Virginia State so former mm-hmm. NFL guys now I'm um, heading up these programs at ACBUs FCS you know they get ready to come up these you know you got these highly accomplished you know right coaches coming to these players homes, 17 right. 18 years old they snatching them Nick Saban right. had your, had your kids had your wife your fast, <laughs> your fast, your fast, your uh, fast recruits about to go to the FCS. So definitely right. a shout out to um to Eddie George. Uh, definitely wishing him much success in his endeavors at Tennessee State. And um yeah, man. So any final thoughts before we head out tonight?
1: Man, great show. Um, April was April twenty six. Yeah, um, yeah. What is it? Uh, what's the name of it again? Um, the sports,
0: um, uh, reporting part one,
1: right, right, man. And, um, you know, I'm gonna share it on the Lakers groups too. Cause he did said he did mm-hmm. something nice with Kobe Bryant and his daughter, but yeah, man, like, Hey, when you get your, yes, remember how many no's you went through, go get more no's. Cause that yes will come. That's yeah, great. Man. Bro.
0: Yeah, man. Right. Definitely. Great, great, great advice. Um, definitely. Um, you know, definitely huge shout out to uh, our guests, in their first hour, uh, guy Mike Howard. I'm um, definitely check out his uh, that is part, but uh, his project Like we said earlier, April 26th, seven o'clock on his YouTube page. Um, also, um, let's see, want to give a huge shout out to um, our guys, um, our guys, the Blue Bloods, for having me on their podcast, um, to talk Washington football, um, previewing the draft. You can check that out on, on the Blue Bloods, uh. YouTube page. Yes. On the YouTube page. And also if you follow me on Twitter, um, I have it, um, I have it retweeted. So it'd be in, in on the tweets as well. Um, definitely huge shout out to those fellas for giving me that opportunity. Um, very quiet week this week. So, um, definitely huge shout out to, um, everybody follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the couch coach Live. Also the YouTube page, couch coach Live. hit a like, subscribe. um, that's think yeah as far as no shows playing this week i don't think i think this week is this weekend is pretty clear so nothing this weekend quite yet just prepping for the nfl draft so uh we'll have some stuff going on with the nfl draft um guys got a special guest next week um one of one of our distinguished alums he'll be in he had a new venture so we'll definitely um um, get, have him on next week, so we'll have you know it's gonna be a great show next week as well. Um, yeah, man, so definitely. And then also, don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Ch- trying to get better with that, doing a little bit more consistent with it, just trying to, um, mm-hmm. you know, try to you know, reel some some in as well with that. Stephanie, so follow us on uh, TikTok, and yeah, man. So, this has been another great Couch Coach Live, man. We'll catch you guys next week.
2: You're welcome. Gracias. Sí.